Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we're talking. One, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is. I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're. It's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you want to learn more, reach out to Jody. You want to maybe you want to be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Flack, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. Oh, coming to you live to us from the Ghost Spot Studios in Hoplor in downtown Warsaw. The Hoplor Studios in Ghost Spot, downtown Warsaw. Final episode from Ghost Spot? Um, final episode with Ghost Spot open. Final uh, episode before with Ghost Spot open. We got breaking news coming that we'll way. We'll probably do a few more here. This is the Freedom Cats. I'm Chris. He's Stefan. He's Jody. We're the Freedom Cats. Meow. First things first, if this is your first time listening to the Freedom Cats podcast, it, it could be explicit. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. So just be be wary. Be where I look for that little E next to the episode. As always, the Freedom Cats podcast is brought to you by the Freedom Cats Network. We are a network now, big time. We've got on studio couch. I just want to call it on the couch, which would be a whole other podcast, which might be interesting. Jack giving <laughs> Jack giving like, you know, counseling advice to people. That <laughs> I was going a whole different way from that. Like, where are you from? What are your hobbies? Oh, like, uh, <laughs> like on the couch. Wow. Boom, 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 boom. Studio couch. There's a, 
not even just a burgeoning music scene anymore. It is a vibrant, alive music scene. I'm too old for that kind of stuff. I went to Depeche Mode last week, uh, so I don't yeah, know. You guys about were the, yawning. I saw that that video of Alan yeah. Teo yawning. Yeah. Um, shout out to him. You know, I'm not up on the new stuff, right? I like what I like. If it's new, you know. So, but thank God for producer Jack Jack Claypool host of Studio Couch. He's got the new bands. They're talking about the scene. Gets a little gear-heady stuff, but it's really accessible. Jody, it needs to be accessible because I'm dumb, and that's why I love the guys at Little Red Barn. They're making complex agricultural talk easily accessible to the man on the street. The guy who knows that it's important, you know, shop around the outskirts of the grocery store. We know the produce is important. We know agriculture is important, but I don't know why. Ryan and Chris, they break it down to give you the why. That show, amongst others, is brought to you by our sponsors and shout out to them. Let's go down the list because it's getting bigger. JC Innovations. Hoplore Brewing. Travis McConnell Lawyer, LLC. 110 Craft Meadery. All of those and more bring you this podcast every week. You can find us wherever you're listening to your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, right? Or they shut theirs down, right? I don't, Google's not offering a platform for podcasts anymore. Read that this week. Yep. So keep this going. Keep our, be sure to visit our sponsors. Like us on the webs, X, Facebook, all the places where you give your likes. For those of you not in the mainstream, X is Twitter. Right. Uh, well, uh, Parler. Are we on Parler? Parler? I'm on Parler. Truth Social. Do, do the Freedom Cats... <laughs> how's, our, how's our Truth Social? That might be a good... Actually, I'm, I said that a little tongue-in-cheek, but now that I think about it, those, are, those might be our folks to a certain extent. Can you extent. say it in a Trump accent? Look, it's the best. When are we going to hype a product, though? Because that's, I mean, that's true social. Like, Trump, every other one, buy my barbecue sauce. You know, it's not bad. We could create a university. We, Freedom Cats, you. It's, it's in the works, man. It's coming. I can Fellas. sell the steaks. Fella, yeah, there you go. See, Trump, our, our steaks will be real. Fuck, bro. I had my birthday dinner. Yes, thank you. To go from your place. Holy shit. Here's the explicit part. Holy shit. I mean, it, w- taking bites and involuntarily closing your eyes. That was the experience I had at 110 Craft Meter. You could have that experience too. So we be sure to visit them. Downtown Warsaw, part of the Go Rogue movement, which I got to tell you, Stefan, Jody, Jason, I got to feel like the Go Rogue, you know, movement got a little bit of a Freedom Cats bump. We talked about them last week. Suddenly it's everywhere. Suddenly people, it, it got that bump it needed to hit the mainstream or the consciousness of this community. So, uh, hey, shout out to us. Once again, supporting, shout out to us. Well done, boys. People are saying we're the best podcast. Maybe, maybe, but maybe, that's what people maybe. say. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> people say terrible things. They say terrible things about this Freedom Cats podcast. I don't say it, but people say it. They say we're the best. They say it. I don't say it, but people are saying smartest, best podcast. I can't do Trump. I can't do Trump. Can you? You do an all right one. Eh, I got to work on it. If I'm going to do Trump, I got to work on it. 
I mean, you do the best Trump of us. Right, the bar's pretty low there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah low. the bar's pretty low. That's, That's pretty fair. low. That's fair. Guys, it's been a week. How you been? Jason, how you doing? It's been a long week. Yeah? But it's been good, yeah. We've been uh, knocking out construction and getting the uh, the extra projects, getting closer and closer. So December 1 for one and December 5th for the other. So the city market will be December 1st, and uh, the pizza parlor over at Rocksteady will be December 5th. So I, I was trying my hardest to like space those out because it's never a good idea to come out with two projects at the exact same time. And, and I started one like three months prior and I was like, perfect. Like, you know, I've got, I got a three month lag time and then like the one slowed and the other one sped up and I was like, that's fine. Like I still got a little bit of time and then we start finishing out calendars and we're like, I got four days. I, I built a four day wait. <laughs> that kind of so, precision. Not idea. That kind of precision. I, ideal, but is what I expect from this man, Jody Claypool, JC Innovations. Yeah. Jody, what's up with you, man? It's been uh, it's been a good week. <laughs> a lot of road tripping. So where'd you go? Just driving all over uh, Southern Ohio. It's lovely. Beautiful this time, this time, of, time year. of year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You get down towards the Jackson area, where you're on kind of the. Uh, West Virginia border, it starts to look lot, a lot like West Virginia. A lot of hills yeah. and trees, and it's and very ready. pretty. John Denver's still full of shit, though. Damn. No, you know who's full of shit is uh, John Mellencamp. 15 years in, I've not seen one little pink house. Yeah. Not one. That's the truth, yeah. Actually, oddly enough, we talked about, uh, me and the assistant brewer talked about John Mellencamp this week. I hear he's a douchebag. I have also heard that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Wouldn't it? I mean, small town Indiana guy, you wouldn't think, but yeah. Is Cougar actually his middle name? I think that was like what he was targeting. That was Cougars. his target audience. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Like that's were, why he put it in there. Were Cougars a thing back then? I think Cougars have always been a thing. Cougars have always been a yeah. thing. And if they weren't, they, they, they should have been. I mean, that, that, that's a marketplace that should be respected. Should have been. That's all I'm saying. What about you, Stefan? What's going on, man? Oh man, uh, I got to hang out with the other Breakfast Club yesterday. Yeah, what, what had, club uh, was that? Diners and Dives in here. So oh, you did Diners and Dives lot yeah, yesterday. Yeah, nice. yeah, diners and yesterday. Dives for our uh, Denang audience. Diners and Dives is a local column in uh, the Ink Free News. The the news that is too fast to print. They uh, diners a group of uh, folks from the uh, Warsaw Breakfast Options Club. They get together and they go into restaurants and uh, judge them. No, they, Dude, don't they, they don't judge. No, they, they don't they judge. Support, they don't judge. right? They don't. Yeah, hundred percent support. Yeah. And it gets it gets crazy. It gets a lot of numbers. Not Freedom Cats numbers, but it gets a lot of people read that thing. I mean, what does get Freedom Cats numbers? NBC, maybe back in the day when there were four channels, maybe. It's like <laughs> it's like the Seinfeld finale, the Mash finale, Luke and Laura get married. Those three things. Luke and Laura. Maybe a Super Bowl. Those are the things that come close to Freedom Cats numbers. That's what people say. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. People tell me. All the best people tell me. China's concerned about our data information. At this point, they've got it all, right? No, yeah, they've got it all. Yeah. Oh. That's good. That's, That's good content right there. My bad. Oh. What? What? No, just talking about like data. 
I've, I've always known this, but it is mind blowing. Like I, I've, I've had a, a, a small life change in, in my, in my overall life. And, and to see how quickly social media targeted ads become altered to your new life change is utterly unbelievable. Jody. Unbelievable. Jody, are they always listening? Are they? Okay. Jody, you, are they actually listening to me on my phone or do they have enough actuary data that we all think we're these specially little unicorns, right? We all think that we have this very unique existence. But in the end, if you have so much data, can you just predict behavior yeah. on that minute of a level? So I'll tell you a story. So um, my dad likes to shoot trap and skeet. Skeet, 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 skeet. And he called me. Does he shoot from? that? Does he shoot him? Does he shoot it from the windows to the walls? Yeah. That's the question. So he calls me, and uh, he has this idea. So he's got this Brunelli shotgun, and he doesn't. When they're not shooting, they like to put the barrel of the gun down on like a little stand on that they have yeah. like a magnetic uh-huh. attachment on the shoe. And he had an idea for one, and he wanted to make it out of leather. So he called me and said, "What do you know about leather sewing machines?" Yeah. Never in my life have I ever done anything <laughs> with leather or looked up leather sewing machines or anything related to leather. Right after we got off the call, I got ads yep. for, for leather, leather sewing, sewing machines. machines. That quick. Yeah. I now mean, tell it, me what algorithm. <laughs> you okay. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> yeah. We've all had those that like uh I was I was shopping. I was at the Kro- I was at Kroger and on a whim I decide I, I want a frozen pizza. There's a special place in the palate, I think, for frozen pizza in a moment, right? Completely unique experience in that moment. I had no plans to order have a frozen pizza, but I get it. I decided I want a frozen pizza. But at the time, I'm on like a little weight loss journey, healthy eating fad thing, blip, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna get the uh, art. Was it the artichoke crust? No, not artichoke. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yep. Thank you. That's why you're a chef. Um, cauliflower crust. That'd be interesting. Artichoke crust. <laughs> you might be able to do it. You might be able to do it. If you I just yeah. met, no, I'm going to get an ad for it, though. Yeah. Just wait. Um, so I decided to get the cauliflower crust, right? Check out, walk out of the store, check my phone. There is an ad for that brand of cauliflower crust frozen pizza. So, okay. So I'm, I'm going to go... Like you, you asked, like, is it, is it data or are they listening? I think it's a combination of both, but I, I do think that there's one piece that we're probably not talking about that I do actually think exists is uh, the, the hardcore geo tracking. And, and of course, like our, our phones are constantly tracking where, where the phone is, not necessarily where we are, but we're holding the phone, so it's tracking us. But, but what they're going to start doing, and, and we actually, I, I was a part of a board. A couple months back, that Humble we were bread. trying to create a, uh, we were trying to create a, a, a food product to shrink the uh, the deserts, the food deserts, for small communities. And one of the ideas that we had was actually using geo tracking. When you were when you would be walking through the grocery store, your phone would notify us when you walk by cauliflower because there would be an association that geo tracking could actually have on the cauliflower 
and where it's located within that store. And then as you walk up to that cauliflower, an alert would pop up on your phone and it would ask you a question about cauliflower. And if you answered it, we would give you a discount to purchase it. I love it. Making the making the wall between cool. making the wall between people and vegetables even higher. I love it, dude. <laughs> but but my my point is is right. like I I I think that there we don't give the geo tracing enough credit enough credit because yeah. like there's a good chance that that pizza company knew that you stood in front of their pizza. Yeah. For a brief moment in time, maybe it was 12 seconds, whatever. Now, did they know you grabbed one or not? No, I mean, you could if, if they had like RFIDs on it. You could you could watch that pizza like piece actually move. But there's a good chance that they actually knew that you were there and then they were notified. And then now yeah. you, now you that, become an yeah, advertising I thought it was, piece. I was thinking it was like, I mean, like how crazy sick, is that? I thought you know, it was like, that? that's, that's wild. That's wild. That is wild. That's incredible. That's insane. I thought it was like something to do with like the checking out system and like, a signal that comes from that. So it reads my receipt. You know what I mean? Like yep. RF, whatever yep. signals catching on my phone, whatever. This brings us interesting. We're talking about social media and its impact. Uh, Jody and I had a phone conversation this week that I feel like I want to share with you guys. About leather sewing machines? No, no. So I'm sitting there. It's like a Thursday and I'm bored. And so I had this idea that like, what if Mark Zuckerberg was living like a Batman existence right now. Like he's eccentric billionaire who's now a vigilante by night. Okay. And this whole like I'm an MMA fighter is actually a front, an excuse to why he's bulking up so much, right? Like he's getting swole and strong because at night he's fighting crime, right? And like this ACL tear they make up a thing, oh, he was in the octagon, right? But no, he got a little Batman injury, again, fighting crime. And this whole thing is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is secret as an atonement for his sins that played out in the social network, mm-hmm. right? He's decided now to live a life of fighting crime and evil. So on the rooftop, you'll see like two Batman characters. One's got the Facebook logo on his chest. The other's got the X logo. Uh, meta, <laughs> come on. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea. So then I was like, okay, but if you're Mark, like, so if somebody made this claim against you, like Mark Zuckerberg is actually living a vigilante lifestyle, right? And fighting crime at night. And that's what, you know, what I just laid out for you. If you're Zuckerberg, do you deny it? I mean, if you're going to keep your identity a secret you have to right but it's also like as rumors go it's not a bad room i mean it's not the worst rumor to be out there i would be so disappointed if that was actually true because then somewhere deep down inside like i would want to like him and he'd have to keep his phone like away from people because you know those ads for battering are going to keep popping for sure (laughs) for sure the battering looks like the meta logo So I had this thought and I was like, I need to talk to somebody about this. So I text, I call Jody and Jody just sends me right to voicemail. Kind of like what you guys do when I call you. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Jody texts and he says, it's only funny because it just happened a couple days uh, 100%, ago. 100%, 100%. I was doing construction 100%. and he blew me up like four times and I was like, bro, I like, it was my birthday. I just wanted to yeah. chat. I, I, and we, and we caught and I sang you happy birthday. You did. It's as a, soon as he picked no, up, I, I sang you happy no, birthday. I appreciated that on the fifth call. Um, 
So, so I'm like, I gotta talk. I gotta tell Jody this because Jody's conspiratorial mind will appreciate the nonsense that I've come up with here, right? So I call Jody, sends me right to voicemail. He texts me, says I'm on a call, and I text back. He and I were chatting, <laughs> and I texted back, smirking. It's really important. <laughs> <laughs> Because in the moment it felt, I mean, I was, I, I found, I caught fire, you know, yeah. lightning in a bottle. Yes. <laughs> Not 20 seconds later, phone starts ringing. It's like, hey man, what's up? I'm like, oh, hey, what if Batman was like secretly or Mark Zuckerberg? And I just go home. My, he's like, and there's just a silence on the other end of the phone. He's like, Yeah. So that's why you called, huh? <laughs> Jody, take it from here. It sounds like an episode of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you nailed it. That, that was, that that was, was pretty exactly, much yeah, it. Yeah, that's what happened. Super important. <laughs> and then I had to call my customer back and be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> what if Mark Zuckerberg had this very important information that just, just was related to I was to like, me. I just thought of this. Here me out. Yeah. Well, no, because like Elon Musk, great villain. I was watching a Moonraker, James Bond movie. The villain in that movie, Max Drax or something like that, uh, eccentric billionaire, starting his own space program, has, you know, Aryan ideals of a master race. No, I didn't describe Elon Musk just then, but it sure sounded like it, didn't it? Zuckerberg versus Musk in the octagon. I'm telling you. And, and who's, where's Bezos? I mean, like, like is Bezos like the one Lex superhero? Luther. <coughs> Lex Luthor. <coughs> so are you saying that James Bond flicks now are like the Simpsons where it predicts the future? 100%. So is Daniel Craig actually James Bond? He's not just an actor? Well, not anymore, right? No. He's done? He's done. But they haven't named the new one? Who's it? The... Really? They haven't named the new yeah. one? Because right now they're doing the whole thing. It should be Idris Elba. And, you know, people say it's a bad idea and... Racism did you did you see yeah. the I, Idris Elba uh, airplane? Yeah, that was good. Uh, what was it called? Uh, hijacked or Hi, something? Yeah, hijacked. Yeah, yeah. That, another. We were talking about Apple Apple shows and how Apple's they're killing they're the really game right good. now. Um, and actually, ironically, my phone just told me that uh, they largely fly under the radar. Yeah. They told me that yesterday. Speaking of phones, killing the conversations. Game. Pound for yeah. pound, probably the best streamer. Agreed. In terms of quality content, I'm not talking about. Okay. I'm not yeah, talking about fine. library. Yeah, that's fine. Quality original content. Apple's yeah. killing the game. I mean, I mean, we've not talked about this, or at least I haven't. But I, Ted Lasso is the greatest TV show to ever ever come on air. Okay, just stop your bullshit right now. Just what? Stop. It is great. No just way. Stop. Ted Lasso stop. is incredible. Third season is trash, and it destroyed the franchise. Whoa! Oh my oh. gosh! Third wow. season is garbage. Excuse me, friends. We'll and have it, to be back. I'm going to beat Chris up. <laughs> it's not very Ted Lasso of you. Hey, this is a sure uplifting show. I'm going to beat you down if you don't disagree. Whiz. If you don't agree, you're telling me third season was good. I'm I'm telling you, third season played a role in because they were closing, and and they was, were they what, were they answer, were about you sidestepping son of a bitch. Was this was the third season good? <laughs> Yes. Uh, you see, I can't take you seriously. As, as, as an ending 
season to the series, a hundred percent. Stop. A hundred percent. I can't. Ted La- Ted Lasso is the great. Yeah, please. I mean, yeah. please defend it, this. It, it's a great show. Here's the problem with season show. three. Season three, it was like one of these like self-referential, like, oh, this is the moment where Ted says something down homey and poignant. Like it was way too winky at the audience. Like they kept giving you what the, it was very pandering. And it ruined the legacy of the show. You got to stick the landing, bro. Carrie Strug. We don't know who Carrie Strug is if she doesn't stick the landing with their broken foot, right? You have to stick the landing. It didn't do it. Did you watch this? I haven't seen the third uh, season, and now I you know, know why. Because you, your your discernment, you know, you're, you know, no, it, it it top to bottom didn't miss a beat. That's crazy. Didn't miss a beat. No, it's fine. It's fine. It, we agree to disagree. Jason, I just feel silly for complimenting your taste yesterday. Speaking of pandering, have you guys seen the uh, South Park Panderverse? I have not yet. No, not yet. Have you heard about this? I've heard, heard about it. It's fantastic. Panderverse? Unpack that first. So it's just those crazy South Park guys hitting all the, I believe it's just the woke stuff. And going way over the top with it, and well, turning the entire universe. Well, into I know what they, they replace Disney, like <laughs> they replace all of the South Park kids with women of color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like isn't Cartman like a black trans yeah. girl? Or yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, yeah, and wackiness yeah. ensues. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, and this is like on the internet or television? Max, my favorite streamer. Yeah, in terms you, of library, you've said that multiple times. And, yeah, yeah, Max is it. You know what? We've had disagreements here. We've had agreement. We've had it got a little political. Somebody evoked Trump. Feels a lot like Thanksgiving at this table. Nice segue. Thank you, brother. I like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, where would I you mean, rank like, Thanksgiving in your Rushmore of holidays? Give me the Rushmore. I want to hear Rushmore of holidays. Oh, so that's Rushmore. four. Holiday. There's I mean, four on Rushmore. Like I, I enjoy the I enjoy the lake season. So Memorial and, and Labor Day, like obviously, then Fourth of July. Wow. So your top. So three of your four are eaten up by Memorial, Labor Day. This is a. I'm here for this list. What's number four? Um, it would probably just be Christmas, just because I enjoy snow. Not like okay, that's a strong list, Jody. You know what I like about that? It's it's like a B sides list, right? Yeah. You didn't go you didn't go down the middle. It's a B sides list. You know, it's like yeah. a list that says like you know, uh, Ghostface Killer is my favorite Wu Tang Clan member. Like you didn't right. take right. the right. right. No, yeah. I appreciate that. No, it's it's that. the underdog for sure. No, I like that for sure. Probably top three would be four. Uh, Rushmore's four. Top, unless you want uh, top four. <laughs> top four would be Fourth of July number one. See, because yeah. he likes America. Yeah. You, why are you pointing at me? You didn't, you didn't list that holiday. I, I said Memorial, Labor, and Fourth, and then Christmas. Okay, you did say that one. Then Christmas, okay. then Thanksgiving, then Easter. Okay. Easter? Easter. What, like why? Uh, our Lord and Savior rose from the dead? I mean, is that not a... He likes ham. <laughs> so, yeah, all that. Yeah, I know it's not Labor Day, but <laughs> yeah, it's for those of us who aren't focused on getting out on the lake, we we tend to focus more. On <laughs> I love that. our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Jason says Memorial Day, and he's like Easter. <laughs> I mean, I, under- I understand. Like, How the- dare you put Easter in your top four? 
uh, Arbor Day? President's Day is pretty cool. Yeah, Arbor yeah. Day is the new national holiday of Warsaw. Saving that. Saving the sycamore. Oh, that sycamore. sycamore. Did save, we save yeah. it? It's saved. It's saved. We didn't, we didn't cut it down. No. Wow. We're going to spend thousands yeah. of dollars in uh, asphalt and sidewalk restoration over the next 10 years because, uh, you know, it's going to mess up the sidewalk. I actually oh. found a potted sycamore. We are at Rogue Warsaw is doing a tree, roguish tree decoration p contest. You know, so, if you put uh, sycamores in front of all your businesses, people will start really caring. You <laughs> should think about that. Well, I'm doing that here. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tra Travis and I, uh, we, we connected about our, our, our roguish Christmas tree for B&B Market yesterday. Yeah. We, we, got a, we came up with a pretty good idea. So awesome. We're, we're pretty stoked about it. So it's December 15th, right? The December fifteenth, yeah, is is like the the final the voting final, day. Yeah. yeah, so you'll you'll get to go to all all of the rogue businesses and judge our which Christmas tree decoration or Christmas. It doesn't have to be a Christmas tree necessarily. Right, right, right. But it's going to be a rogue Christmas tree, and then you get to vote on our our Instagram and Facebook page. And I like it. Yeah, I like that idea. So we're, we're having a little, little little heyday with it. Stefan, yes. East, uh, your uh, your Rushmore of holidays, man. I got I actually have to put Thanksgiving right up there. Um, you know, I, I like the summer holidays, but at the same time, you know, that's busy time for me, so I don't get to enjoy the summer holidays like I would like. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as I think about it, I'm gonna say Thanksgiving probably won. I don't disagree. Thanksgiving won. I mean. Not many holidays do you eat uh, two meals and sleep in between. I know, right? That's that's, that's pretty quality pretty right dumb. there. Yeah. So, after that, it's just there's pecking order. After that, it doesn't really matter. It is me. it is the tryptophan and holiday of pies. So yes, you get to you're the, smattering the of those. druggiest of holidays. <laughs> it is the druggiest, which of holidays. I do enjoy. <laughs> uh, where, in, where where are you, Plaque? In no particular order. No, that is a particular. It has uh, to be a particular. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're correct. For you're, God's sakes, you, you practicing for your run for county council or what? We no all should be. Order. We I, all should be. By the way, we'll we'll unpack that here in just a moment. Um, Thanksgiving number one. Just uh, you hit it. Also, uh, it's, it's not. I like it because you get the whole family. At least in my, you get the whole family, not just you know wife and kids. But you get the whole family. It's the last time you see the whole family that year before the new year. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, 4th of July, New Year's. Whoa, New Year's. New Year's. It's a time of time of uh reflection and looking towards the future. It's a special special chunk of that. It's also a time of like I should and I want to add one with an asterisk. It kind of that just Q4. Q4. Anytime where you can talk to someone on like November 9th and they're like, you know, let's just talk. Let's just talk after the new year. There's, there's something there about Q, the, yeah, the Q4. I forgot Halloween. Halloween, Halloween's Halloween great. would be up there for me. When, when does the, I quit the rest of this year date start? Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what you're about. talking about? You're yeah. trying to Hey, let's get lunch. Yeah. Let's just talk to me after the new year. It's November 8th, man. There's no, I, I think that's a real, that's a real thing. It dry, it drives me nuts. Like, it's we don't have 12 months in a year we have 10 and a half if you don't get it done in 10 and a half you might as well just be like screw it the rest of the season 
That'd be an interesting <laughs> thought. Like include your holidays, your long, you know, your three day weekends and everything else. Like how many working days? And because new the new year first what week of January second week. When do you start feeling like the next year really starts? The next year really like well the limbo like, period. Talk to me. Call me at the end of the you know oh, February. February is when the year. So starts. January is a wash. Yeah, January is a wash. I kind of feel that way too. So <laughs> November, December, a wash. A quarter of the year. We, we have nine months. <laughs> nine months to get anything done. To to and then you calendar. figure in your holidays and your extended <clears throat> weekends and everything. Seven. Have, have you seen the the proposal that uh, I think it was a comedian first that did it, but now like people are gaining traction with it where it, we do 13 months. So 13 months means every month has 28 days and every month starts on a Monday, finishes on a Sunday. Um, so we just added one more month, but no, no, but no more days. Yeah. No more days. Yeah. Okay. It, so, it's so just, just moving the, the days around. So no more 30, 31 What would you call this calendar? Months. Baker's dozen. I like that. It's better than the Aztecan calendar. What have they done for us recently? I mean, 2012 was the the is there hardest. Like, can you try. get like some Aztec food? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, there's a restaurant in Fort Wayne called Azteca, and and it's awesome Mexican food. Okay. And, and ships and uh, cars that. Uh, What'd you say? Oh, like the, wasn't there like a Pontiac Aztec yeah. or something? <laughs> Uh, for those listening, Jody's got the collar on today. Shout out to Becca. Shout out to Becca. Johnny on the spot. There. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving's a time where you get with friends, you get with family, extended family. So the movie that I'd like to just briefly discuss today, because we got a heavy front end, is Step Brothers. I love this movie. I love this it movie. Is, it, it, I, it I is an underrated really feral movie. Jo oh, it, it's... See, I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna. I think John C. Riley is the one who killed it in this. That combo. The, the combo the, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, those two. I mean, Talladega. I don't Knights. think. I don't think. Yeah. Let me Step let me ups, piggyback yeah. on that for a second. John C. Riley does not get the credit he deserves as b being able to move from comedic actor, high level comedic actor, to like high level dramatic actor. Mm -hmm. I was watching Gangs of New York yeah. a couple nights ago. He kills in that movie. I, I love John C. Riley. I think John C. Riley's incredible. Like Boogie Nights, I don't. I mean, incredible, but that's like a hybrid movie because he's trying. Like he's hilarious in Boogie Nights. It's not meant to be. Maybe it is meant to be a comedic, but God, he's so good. So you you put Riley over Will Ferrell in this. His aesthetic is really interesting because in a comedic role, he just looks funny. He's got yeah. that big yeah. curly, mm -hmm. bushy ball of hair on mm -hmm. his head. But I, like in Gangs of New York, he kind of fits that too. Mm -hmm. It's like he's either over here or he's over there. Damn. I can't imagine what it's like having to live with that dude. One time you're just laughing and laughing and the next time you're like, oh my God, put down that knife. Right. <laughs> you're like laughing out of fear. We've all been there. Yeah, I, I love the combination of, of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in this. Um, their their ability to just kind of like riff together is is just magical. And and anybody who doesn't doesn't enjoy Step Brothers, I I don't I don't know if my dog can trust you. 
I don't hear a lot of stepbrother hate, but I still feel it. It's kind of underground. A it's bit an underdog in, movie. Yeah. In terms of like you know you got the big ferals and the other big comedies of this time, like the big ferals, right? You've I mean you're talking Anchorman, Talladega Nights. Help Anchorman me out. was the, incredible. The uh, Legend of Dewey Cox was that's a that's, oh, a, that's Riley. That's Riley. Yeah, that was Riley. Yeah. I, I mean, mean uh, well, kick, uh, kicking yeah. and screaming. Elf, um, Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home Two. I think they're mm -hmm. doing a third one. Um, I mean, Will Ferrell is like just incredible. He's an all-time guy. How, how much do we have to uh, uh, credit the director producer for these movies, though? So, you're talking about Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Yeah. Didn't he do most all of them? McKay, yeah. This is well. You have you've got oh, McKay. Old school. We forgot old school. Old oh, school is yeah. a great one. So yeah. good. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> We're stringing the quad. <laughs> Why do we have these strings tight? Oh, <laughs> I was I was in college in a fraternity when Old School came out. You want to talk about a movie that shaped a culture? Oh, like like everybody wanted to be. It's so good, but it gets past your lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I've been fronting. I gotta live in my. Truth. You've never seen it. I gotta live in my truth. I've never seen Step Brothers, and I didn't get a chance to watch it for the. Are around. you kidding me? You're I one gotta, of those people. I got. I got to be honest. Like I could have. I could have fronted through this episode. I could have winged it a little bit. Got my phone here with the IMDb. Could have thrown some quotes at you. This, I've never seen Step Brothers. I've seen the clips. I know the memes. Oh I. My you God. know. I. Is he still Jordan? Like, look at that game preparation. I, Come on now. What's wrong with you? Hey, I'm being real with you. I watched it again last night, and I was laughing at all the stuff I'd already seen, and I was seeing new things that just made yeah. me laugh even oh. harder. Such a quotable me movie. Too. Chris, what, what are you doing later tonight? Like, we need to sit down and just watch it. I mean, I, I, I'm down. I mean... It's I get, do I get any? I mean, are there any? Is there anything about you know being honest that gets not here? No. I might just go and play it at the brewery tonight during my shift. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. <sighs> well, I mean, if you're going to do that, you still got the Ruben going on, right? Yeah, Days of Ruben's Thunder. So John C. Riley so. was in Days of Thunder. Like he goes. Let me yeah, know if you're going to do that because I don't know oh, how I'm uh, okay. It's a date. We're gonna we're gonna play it tonight. Okay. Ruben's all around. So by all means, for our listeners. And by the way, you take, gotta, take a you moment. You got to try that pumpkin taco. You still do the pumpkin taco? Oh, pumpkin thing? taco's done. Oh. It was our top October pumpkin. That's like uh, crack. Taco. Holy yeah. smokes. Pumpkin taco? Yeah. Explain it was this. Dessert taco? It's a so, taco uh, with uh, pumpkin. We diced, uh, sweet up, potato. Uh, diced up uh, pumpkins, did a little deep fry on it, get a little crunch on the outside, a cinnamon sugar shell, and then a uh, marshmallow cream cheese sauce that goes on top of that and some... Uh, graham cracker crumbled up nice so. whatever that uh the icing that they put on the cinnamon cinnabons you know the one mm -hmm. that makes you tingly mm -hmm. that's he's got some whatever that ingredient is that yeah, msg that or good. something what is that i don't know what that is it was the the, the marshmallow cream cheese yeah nice i, I See, I'm, I'm i'm not a sweets guy yeah so like that that wouldn't like I, I struggle with desserts just in general. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more of an appetizer guy. Like I'd, I'd rather load up on like the savory and salty than I would on the sweets. I, I've, I've never been a sweets guy. Yeah. What, what do you load up your plate in Thanksgiving? 
Oh, that's a good question. Because actually, this is why Thanksgiving was probably so low on my list. I actually don't truly enjoy most of the food that is served at Thanksgiving. I'm, now you I'm, do like right, a Thanksgiving round the table. Number one Thanksgiving item on your plate. Okay. Stuffing. Yeah, stuffing. Stuffing's right up there. Yeah. I go stuffings. Actually, olives, an assortment of olives. What I call authentic cranberry sauce is actually the cranberry sauce that oh, still has Jesus. the can shape. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. None of this real berries yeah. crap. Yeah, no, you're, you could not be you more just, right about that. You just want thirty-four year old like jelly. Yeah. yeah, something you got off the shelf at like some government warehouse, right? Uh, no, yeah, you could not be more right. I want to slice. My cranberry sauce. Don't come at me with this. Why is this shaped in a half moon? <laughs> Relax, like cut it in half. Yeah, yeah. It's authentic. 100%. Yeah, probably uh, the honey glazed ham. I go hard on the honey glazed ham. Any of the dark meat in the turkey, because I like to mix up that little bit of cranberry. Um, there is a, a certain specific recipe of green beans where it's like, I don't know what's in it, but it's usually like some sort of lardy kind of thing, gravy, bacon, and then it's got the, the onions cooked on the top. Yeah, it's green just green casserole. casserole. Yeah, green bean casserole. <laughs> you oh, it's a very specific. Such a, very specific. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such an amazing and unique. Uh, you like broke, you like broke this down like you were on some episode of like Bourdain or something. Now, then what we do is we bring in the, uh, they're, they're, they're called uh, crunchins, and what we do is we, we sprinkle the, sometimes, sometimes we uh, use corn flakes those are called i believe funeral potato but regardless yeah it's it's green bean casserole bro but uh, but it's good i mean it's, it's you described classic. it beautifully yeah you know you did yeah and for and, those of and, you who didn't know that's you've heard it here folks yeah green bean yeah it's <laughs> not I'm pretty sure every, not known every to many. american knows that but um like my heart wants to say turkey but man it's a tough bird that's why I, I really think that like serving turkey on Thanksgiving is just a national tragedy and mistake that we need to overcome one by one. What do you replace it with? Steaks, prime rib. Okay. Like it's it's like we just it's such an unappetizing meat main protein or whatever you want to call it that we think of all these ridiculous and crazy ways to cook it just to give it some life no i i smoke mine i deep fry mine i i'm trying to do something here to make this appealing because mm -hmm. it's so gross i mean it's the only kind of we only cook it that one day a year and then we want nothing to do with it for the other seven months of the year no that's not true we, we did it on cold cuts okay yeah, but for that the next week right well, I mean, well, just enjoy, but year round yeah, in general. But I'm talking about like cooking a whole ass turkey. No, I'm, yeah, no, I'm with you. No, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Turkey is at the bottom of my list. It's one of the reasons I don't enjoy Thanksgiving. Like everybody wants me to eat turkey, and everybody goes, "My turkey's the best," and I go, "It's still dry." Yep, I would but, go face <clears> first, <throat> hard into a prime rib if it was offered for Thanksgiving. Now, yeah. here's the real question: Why do you think? Turkey became the national food for Thanksgiving because I, I have a proposal. Somebody who, that we gave like smallpox to liked turkeys, and I think it had to do with the fact that the turkey was probably <laughs> the largest bird that we could still catch. Okay, like yeah, like we, like, we're, like when we were America. hunting. So like we we were like out and about, and we were like that could feed a lot of people, and they're like, can it fly? And you're like, not really. Like, so can you catch it? And you go, he's fast enough. 
He go, all right, we'll go catch him. Well, yeah. And, the and then we caught knew. him, and we're like, I guess turkey's it. The Native Americans <clears throat> knew if you ate it, you fell asleep, so they fed it to the to the Europeans. white people. Yeah, and then yeah. to Scalp City. And then we gave yeah. them. And then we gave them smallpox. Brutal. In so blankets. We're, st we're still drugging ourselves, even though. Oh man, that's awful. I like your theory better. I think. Yeah. It's what's what, what's your food on Thanksgiving? Oh, probably stuffing. Stuffing. Okay. I'll go hard on some stuffing. Out of the box or homemade? homemade. I'm surprised nobody said mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed potatoes. Yeah, taters. Gravy. Really, you know what? It's. It, I changed my answer. Gravy. Everything is just, just a, gravy. Yeah, everything just everything, gravy. everything, everything is just plate. a vehicle to get gravy in my yeah. system. A sauce I mean, delivery I'm, system. I'll be real. It's gravy. Gravy and cranberry sauce. That's, yeah, just, gravy and cranberry sauce. That's what I say yeah. about my wife every time we go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I need 17 sauce packets for this one taco. I'm like, it is simply a sauce delivery system. You could just open the packets just up and pound, save me yeah. like 99 cents on a freaking taco and just <laughs> like pour it all down your gullet. Yeah. You're not wrong. No, that's fair. Uh, it, okay, so so in in the pie world, what's what's the the choice flavor of pie? Pumpkin. Whoa. Pumpkin? No way. I mean, for Thanksgiving. We talking about for in, Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I, you didn't. I didn't know this was like general. Well, like e even at Thanksgiving, I, I won't touch a pumpkin pie. Oh, I'll eat a whole pumpkin pie myself. I love pumpkin pie. I don't want filling. Hate, Just give me the crust. I hate pumpkin pie. What's the uh, <clears throat> what's the apple pie that has the uh, like the crispy crumble cinnamon? Like Dutch apple? apple? Dutch apple? Is it is yeah. that the Dutch apple? That's the like, Dutch apple. Like pie. the crumb? Yeah. yeah. I don't That's really care way for a lattice. Than standard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care, care for, for lattice. lattice. I don't really care for a lattice. I, I want more dough. Like I, I want a solid. What's your pie? Pie blueberry. Blueberry. Blueberry and cherry all day long. Strawberry rhubarb's pretty. pretty. I, I could get down with it, but... I'm, I don't I'm celebrate a lot of, like, Indiana cuisine, but you guys are right on the sugar cream. You are absolutely right. Oh, the sugar cream's incredible. Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. are right about the sugar cream. There's some There's some things I just... I still don't... Like, I don't a understand. slice of diabetes right there, bro. It, you know what yeah. it is? Yeah. Peanut butter. My father-in-law makes a mean peanut butter pie. That's good stuff, too. At some point, it's not really pie, right? Like, can we just admit that's not what we're having? No, we're just putting <laughs> shit inside a crust. Well, there's and a crust like, in it. Right. Right. It's, so it's a, a delivery pie. system for yeah. sugar. And, yeah. you know. my, my, gra my grandma, Dorothy, uh, she passed away a couple years ago, but she made, hands down, the best pie crust I've ever, I, I've, I've ever consumed in my life. Yeah. Was it butter or lard? 100% lard. Yeah, absolutely. And, lard and, is I mean, I, like, so that, that's butter. the kicker. Right. And, yeah. and, like, she would... You know, over the course of the year, she would fry up all her bacon and just have that mason jar sitting to the left of her sink, and she'd just keep pouring it, keep pouring how, it, keep pouring it. How often would amazing. like a vegan or vegetarian ask about the pie and what the contents of the crust was? Like, you know what? Oh, just, this pie is so good. Yeah, it's made with pig fat. Right. right. <laughs> right. You, you ain't <laughs> quit living a lie. That's, that's why it's good. Yeah, I. I one of uh, Drew, our outside sales guy, is always talking about his like I don't know sister in law or something like that yeah. who's who's vegetarian, and they go to some Mexican restaurant and she's just chowing this rice. It's like this rice is so good. I want more. I want more. Why is this so good, Drew? He used to he used to be a, a cook. He's like I bet you they put beef stock in it. She keeps chowing it, and they come back and they're like, is this actually vegetarian rice? Like what do you put in it? And they said beef stock. Beef stock. Yeah. Like, oh. Meat wins. L little known like fact 
a lot of beans that you eat from Mexican restaurants will also have pork lo- fat in it. Because they oh, do it right. Yep. So so the, the beans are not vegetarian. They do it right. It's the best cuisine. Mexican cuisine is the best. Uh, uh, can, you know why? Because here's why. This? Here's why. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Can we plug it? What? Yeah, Melindo's M- coming Melindo in. joining joining yeah. Hoplor over yeah. here. Denang Melindo is a local rest local Mexican place, a staple that ran into some building issues. It caught fire, um, and so now they are moving in here. Moving over, yeah. yeah. I'm stoked. It's the best cuisine, and here's why: because we just, you know, we sit here as like white, you know, we have like white people taco night, right? We get our beans from the grocery store. We get our meat from the grocery store. We get our cheese from the, and we have taco Tuesday, you know, like at no point does like a Mexican family say it's meatloaf Monday. Like it is the absolute best cuisine. It's a little story about Mexican cuisine locally. My son, uh, I like to call him my old man because he's he's a grumpy old man. Like he has friends over and they can't go upstairs to his room because they might mess it up, you know that type of thing. Uh, he, they have to stay down in the living room, but they're uh, going to La Trohe for his birthday. And he's sitting in the back seat of the car with with mom, and he's like, "We're going to La Trohe." She's like, "Yeah." He's like. You know that's not real Mexican food, right? Damn. <laughs> the week before we were at, at the counter at San Jose. <laughs> Damn. San Jose, like, I had yeah. a cow tongue taco the other day. San Jose is the real deal holy food. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. M- Melindo, I, I think, potentially has the best salsa in town. Ooh. I think Melindo has the best salsa in town. I don't know. Hacienda, man. No, mm. no. It's a joke. Fuck all three of you. <laughs> God. Like that, that is, that's a half a cup of sugar away from ketchup. I, it was yeah. a joke. Tomato puree. Okay, yeah, for, you know what? As Listen, far as franchise. Um, now, I, I, will, I will say, if you go to Hacienda, you got to ask for the green salsa, which is. I don't go to Hacienda. Uh, tomatillos, uh, pickled jalapenos, and pickled carrots all blended together. And that, that sounds, okay, that does sound kind of that good. is the best mixture, but it's not. It's you can't call it salsa at, at that point. Like it's not. Yeah. But that is that is an awesome mixture. But you got to ask for the green salsa. The red stuff, you might as well just shoot yourself. There was a minute where over at the golf course they had uh, what was it? Uh, um, Stonehenge. You mean? <laughs> no, no, over at Rosie. Oh. Oh. Yeah, they had the the lighthouse. What do they call that? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but they had it was pretty, a Mexican group too. Yeah, yeah, they had a pretty good salsa going on there. It was chunky. Yeah, nice. a good flavor. Do you like a, Do you like like a chunky salsa? I prefer that yeah. to the yeah. the runny ketchupy kind. Yeah. Chips are my sauce delivery system. Uh, yeah, like for I sure. always look for the the ones that are like kind of shaped like a scoop. Because I want like three Just quarters salsa and, and one chip. Hundred percent. Hey, what's going on? It's Chris. I'm here with Stefan. Bro, we need to talk about this messed up thing you did to me this week. What's that? You know what you did, but let's tell them. <laughs> I'm sitting at the office. Stefan sends me this picture of a turkey bacon BLT. Looks like the best freaking sandwich I've ever seen in my life. So I, I don't remember that you've got two locations. So I run down to the Warsaw location to get the delicious burger, or excuse me, sandwich. Wasn't there, but I still got a good pizza. Hoplor, go spot. Your two yep. locations. Hoplor up in Leesburg. 
Yep, historic uh, mill location, uh, 110-year-old feed mill, pretty cool little spot, super chill. Super chill, incredible menu, or go spot here in Warsaw. Yeah, go spot, new idea. Uh, we are hosting uh, guest chefs and food trucks uh, for about a three-month stint, uh, bringing you a new menu every three months that way. Unbelievable. I just recently had the pizza. Incredible. Do or die does it up Do or die. Do or die pizza this month. So good. Stefan, if I want to know where, which menu is which, so I go to the right spot, where can I find you? Yeah, you can uh, actually find all our menus at hoplore.com. Uh, both the menus for the uh, the original, the mill location, as well as the new ghost spot here in Warsaw. Uh, you can find us physically located at 100 South Old State Road 15. That's the mill uh, in Leesburg. And then 307 West Market Street here in Warsaw, Indiana. Best food, best beer you're going to find. Hoplore Brewing, two locations, Leesburg and Warsaw, the ghost spot, Warsaw. Check them out. Check them out on the web. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us by Facebook as well, uh, Instagram, and uh, all the other socials. Boomin. Boomin. I grew <coughs> I had some family members when I was growing up, and, and, and I, I could never get past this. And still to this day, they eat salsa this way, and, and they, know, they know this. So if they hear this, like they'll understand who I'm talking about. But they take a chip, and they vertically just dip it down into the salsa and then bring it back up and gently shake it off and then eat it. And I'm Why like, bother? what the hell? Why bother? Like what? What are you doing? What, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. You're leaving all the good stuff. Like just wave it over the ball. Right. Like, <laughs> like, 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 it's right. a vapor. <laughs> Waft. We're wafting. We're wafting. No We're wafting. <laughs> That's, All right. That's how you make LaCroix. Then you blow, and then you blow on it to make yeah. sure you get the extra odor off before you... you don't Tacos take on Thanksgiving. That would be better I, than turkey. I get down, I yeah. get down on taco, it. Taco Thanksgiving. 100%. Taco giving. Like a Taco Bell party pack on Thanksgiving. That would be better than turkey. Taco Bell ca- chicken quesadillas. Pass them all around. That would be better than turkey. All right, yeah. Okay. Everyone would say it was... You know, people would walk away saying, you know what? Kind of weird when I first walked in. But you'd, be, you'd be happy though. You'd, you'd be, be happy so insatiated. thrilled. You'd be like, I wasn't feeling it when I first got there, but I got to tell you. Yeah. When you're done, just gorging, you'd have a different kind of coma. Yeah. Some, yeah. Fire, yeah. fire yeah, sauce yeah. on a quesadilla. You're set. Now, I actually am going to plug a, a business here in town. But are they paying us? They're not. Well, then keep that to yourself. Got you. I will just say there is one <laughs> company in town that does a smoked turkey breast. That I got a lot of respect for. Oh, Ledgeview. No. Oh, because their smoked turkey breast is absolute guy. fire. I mean, it, Edge. This, this is uh, um, who is it? All right, wait, ho- hogs are wild. That they, they their their smoked turkey sandwich. They, Can we talk? I mean, are we they, having they, real talk about these places? They, they've, they've got a they, they've got their smoked turkey down. So uh, I, I, wish, I give them credit. I, on I, it. I w- no, I can't go. I can't. Are we going for throats? No. I mean, let's not do that. Like you know, Ste- Stefan and I, we, we got we got we got friends in this town. It's a Thanksgiving after episode. the last it's podcast. Thanks- I don't That's know if thankful. I did. I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that the pictures of their food are really good. I'm thankful for that. Uh, they're actually their pictures. Their pictures are really good. They well, actually take pictures of their food and post it. That's novel. 
Does one ten like, still do the Thanksgiving plates? We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We actually. Um, so if you're, if you want to be uh, relaxed and lazy for Thanksgiving, we do uh, take and heat kits. So you you get your turkey, your ham, your green bean casserole, you get your mashed potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your pies, everything. Literally, it comes in in, uh, storage containers. You take it home, put it in your casserole dish, put it in your oven, pull it out, serve it. You don't have to do a darn thing. And they're good. So we we got family. uh, We have adult portions and kid portions. Just call the restaurant. So I'm going to run with this whole, like, infuriation. Uh, there is nothing I hate more than going on to go Kosciuszko. And I'm like, where's my I Cody dogs? I don't think that, <laughs> I, I don't think that's their picture. Using stock photos and shit on to go Kosciuszko to advertise their food just infuriates me to no end. What? Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, hold on. So like I have, I'm selling tacos and I'm, I'm using stock photos of my tacos. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. You just go online and like picture of tacos and then you post that up like, Hey, these are my tacos. I'm so excited to offer these to you. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're on a recipe from, you know, June's recipe base. Yeah. I, I got uh, Google image search. So I'm like, there's no way that's actually, it looks good, but it's not actually, they didn't take that picture and uh, throw that in. All of a sudden, here's my recipe for enchiladas or here's my recipe for this or that. That's messed up. That is messed up. Drives me crazy. To the business listening to this, we're talking about you. So we, uh, Stefan and I can tell you for sure that the pictures of our food that's on the internets are stuff that we've actually Uh, made. Yeah. Sure. Like we made yeah. it, and then we ate it after we we photographed it. Like that's yeah. the best part. QC. Yeah. Well, the presentation you guys provide when you provide the food is it. It's beautiful. It's real. All right. So one last thing about holidays and food. I've always wondered this. So it used to be turkey Thanksgiving, ham Easter, Christmas used to be goose. You would eat goose on Christmas. Why the change? Have you ever turkey had turkey people need to sell more turkeys? Or I've never. What? I don't know if I've ever eaten a goose. Have you eaten a goose? Anybody? I actually have, but oh, yeah. I mean, that may... how are they? Are they? Like how is, how is goose? Um, I can't think I've ever had a goose. L- uh, l- little oily, um, slightly gamey, but um, it's 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 a tough product. It's gonna it's a tough product like thing like turkey. Is it like a Canadian goose? I thought those were not legal to. Oh shoot. no! No, you, they're legal. You, to shoot. Oh, you can eat them, yeah. and you can shoot yeah. them. Yeah. If if you get angry one day and you just want to go down to Center Lake and clip off yeah. twenty or thirty, yeah, the pond behind them. my house, man. Yeah, just drop them off. I'll clean them yeah. up. Chinese, we do Chinese. You duck? do Chinese? Do you Thanksgiving? do the duck? Like on Thanksgiving, you do Chinese? No, no, no. Christmas, Christmas. we do Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, the movie uh, Christmas Story. It's where we got it. Going to the Chinese restaurant. Do you have a light lamp? Hmm? Do you have a leg lamp? No. You should. You're right. It's. It, it is a very prestigious award. It's from Italy. Yeah. What's. Oh, the leg lamp. The leg lamp. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. What do you guys eat on Christmas? <laughs> um. Uh, honestly, it, it's, it's, a, it's a replicate of, of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which may be the other reason that, like, like there's nothing. I mean, I guess that's not true. We, we, we add in prime rib. 
We, we add in prime rib and we add in a little bit of seafood at Thanksgiving. But that's usually because, or at Christmas, that's usually because Thanksgiving, I'm busy, like restaurant-wise. Christmas, I'm not. So then Christmas, I get involved with like the family cooking. But like Thanksgiving, I just show up because like I'm, I'm cooking the day before for, you know, yeah. hundreds of people. And then Christmas, you, I have the week off. So like I, I have a build up period that I can actually like get involved. So, so you, then I usually cook like lobster and prime rib and other stuff. You want to come over? Hell yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you, can I get just a to go thing from your house? Is that? Yeah, no. this one. I'll, I'll take to go orders. Yeah, what do you, what do, you do for Christmas? What do you eat Christmas? Depends where I'm going to be. If we're on the farm, it's usually some sort of like a steak or something and then potatoes, salad, and then pie. And then if I'm at my dead, my stepmom's, my, my stepmom's a really good cook and she makes a manicotti. She'll make a different kind, uh, a couple yeah, different kinds of manicotti. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. Yeah. And then we'll just, you know, the smattering of accoutrement that go along with that. Does she, is she also the one that knocks out that super neat green bean casserole thing? <laughs> that thing. Let me, ta- let me tell you <laughs> about those, those green beans that grow on. <laughs> we see, we take these beans, okay, yeah. but they're the, the green they're, ones. They're, they're long, they're green, yeah. and you, with, you like snap them. A little. Like, some sort you know, of French gravy. Like she puts onions yeah. yes. or something. Yes, and, yeah. Funyuns, yeah. That's right. What about you? What do you eat Christmas? Hmm. Leftovers usually. I mean, yeah. We used to have a, uh, we used to have a. Uh, Penguin Point fried chicken Christmas Eve, but no fi- longer, man. Gotta figure something out this year. Yep. You might be able to buy it on uh, Facebook Marketplace. No one's, people <laughs> are selling. People oh, yeah, aren't selling. they are. No, they're there not. There was a big Wally listed on Facebook Marketplace for like $450. Uh, you mean good for that guy from, you know, being <laughs> the funny. Shit. No, you can look it up, Penguin Point, and it'll, it'll pull it right up for Gross. sure. Gross. That's so weird. Um, do I feel remember? like that could be a pretty successful food truck. Big Wally's and this is like what thousand. I mean, it's it's a it's a burger. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. But. Yeah, probably not. This is me like having no experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, you should do this. <laughs> All right, so Step Brothers, what is the greatest, the singular best scene in that movie? <clears throat> Boy, that's a tough one. Just you had to pick one. Chris, what, what's your favorite scene? Um, <laughs> I like I, I like the I, what's, what, I, the what? drumstick scene always makes me laugh. Yeah, okay. So you've seen you've seen the nuts on the yeah 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 yeah. I mean, again, I've seen clips. I've seen. Oh man, there's so much leading up to that. No, though. I like, get it. I know like, that I'm in the wrong. You're only like, getting I, thirty seconds of the of the experience in that tonight. Like, Hoplore. Tonight, Hoplore. When you hear this on Monday, you missed a hell of a what, night. What time should we be there? Uh, where you want to fire it up around seven? What was it hour and a half, two hours long? Yeah, yeah, yeah that hour, works. Yeah. Seven, seven thirty, somewhere in there. Okay, right. Stefan, I'll post it up. Your favorite scene? Uh, it's got to be the bunk bed building scene. That's so I, good. I freaking love that one because it's totally like little kid thing. Yeah. So he gets the power tools out. Yeah. He's like, "What are you doing? Oh, I'm just brushing my teeth." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like power tools. Nope. The bunk beds fall down. Right. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> There's that's, blood that's, everywhere. That's Asher, 100%, man. He sees a drip of blood, and he's like, the world is ending. Like, he, he gets a scratch. He's like, oh, all the blood's going to leak out of my body now. Yeah. yeah. It's so bad. Jason? Uh, 
mine would be, and 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 this is going to be like another like I go left on this, right? It's actually the the car scene uh, where um, the brother is coming over, and he's yeah. got his family in in the car, and they're singing the song "Sweet Child of Mine." Sweet Child of Mine. And, oh, and with like, Adam Scott yeah. Yeah. when he's like yeah. all these. Le- okay, yeah. and, I didn't know that. Was, then, I, I love that. I didn't know that was from Twelve hundred dollars a week, and this is what I get. <laughs> yeah. That's no. a really so funny thing. When so he's like, flat. oh, I, that that that's. Scene is yeah, just, that's hilarious. That, that's I've just, seen that. I've a, seen, yeah, a I've seen that. Magically written, you know, scene. web clip yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm coming those, to the end. I'm I sound like it. such an asshole. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah. I should have seen this. Movie. I can't. I, you're you're such a funny dude. Like, ah, uh, thank you. You're gonna watch this and just be like, I've been missing out. You know, can I be honest with you? That's my fear. Like, it's like I've waited too long, and that it's been quoted, and it's been I've seen clips, and like I feel like. That's that's part of it. It's it's become a thing. It's past the thing. I miss that window, and then sometimes it's it, it holds up though. That's the thing. I have no doubt. It, it, I have no doubt up. it'll be yeah. funny. I'm just thinking that I'm too late. I'm too late to the party. I thought you were talking about the other car scene where they're going to uh, to meet the doctor boyfriend, where uh, Will Ferrell's sitting in the back. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Yeah, what's he do anyway? He's a doctor at Johns Hopkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell's just like I think Johnny I, Hopkins. <laughs> Johnny Hopkins. I used to smoke weed with him every day. Me and Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, <laughs> blazing that shit up. Classic. Uh, it's classic. Yeah. It'll be fun. I, I mean, there's so there's so many good scenes. And then like when they do their their whole pitch for um, Prestige Worldwide. Prestige yeah, Worldwide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just drive the boat into the. <laughs> And like it's in the pitch. Like, oh God. I mean, these are 30, 39 year old, eight year olds. Because yeah. I can see like kids of that age putting together the slideshow. Here's my pitch. Oh, it's so I, I do find uh, <laughs> a lot of joy in the Seth Rogen scene, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, being the, an the employer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Being an employer, hiring people where they come in in tuxedos to interview. And Magical. he's like, I just, I, I find that ironic. I think that you guys are, are somebody like that I can hang out with for eight hours a day and we'd be cool. And then, uh, John C. Riley lets r- rips off this <laughs> huge fart. I almost hear Seth it. Rogen's voice when Stefan's talking about it. I could just see you guys, you know, we could just hang out. It's very ironic. Yeah. That was a Seth Rogen. That's that a, was your Seth Rogen. That was like <laughs> Alex Jones, Seth Rogen. I think I, I totally saw Macho Man Randy Savage. Let me tell you something, brother. I thought you were gonna pull it's out. It's going creamers. down. I like your vibe, brother. So we're gone. Step into a slip chip. Macho Man. <laughs> tell you what, brother. We're the cream of the crop. See, we keep yeah. saying brother. That was Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, we keep messing yeah, up. Well, I, I wasn't a big wrestling. You guys really should get no, that, that Macho Man Randy Savage interviews oh, on yeah. YouTube are the best wrestling interviews ever. He's always got the props. He's always ready to go. Wrestling. Always looking like he's going to burst a blood vessel in his head. Or he's doing that thing with his arms where he's like wrapping his hands yeah. in a circle. Me and Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> we're going to come for you. Coming for the belt. There's a little bit of... There's some Trump in the Macho Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah. if Trump Maybe kinda, Trump was influenced by him. Yeah. Uh, who wasn't? That's people true. say... People say... Snap into a Slim Jim. People say... <laughs> I, could, I could hear that. It's there. Slim Jims are the best. They weren't bad. 
All right. Well, fellas, you watched, you did the homework, you did the assignment is, uh, I feel like I don't even need to ask. You guys are gushing over this <laughs> no. thing. It, I mean, can we just assume that Step Brothers is part of canon? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <coughs> Excuse me, my macho man started hurting my throat. Before we take off, didn't you have some uh, updates on the bailout? Am I hearing oh, that? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we talked about this. So, uh, Oh, the building bailout? If you don't remember, there was a building that was constructed here in Warsaw. And... Uh, the building was uh, leased out by a company, Mentor Media. They make uh, sterile packaging. And then there's two-thirds of the building that are not full. And so the city of Warsaw will now be leasing that extra spot, that extra area in the land for, to the tune of $42,000 a month for the next 24 months. It's a million dollars. He had the same look. Jason's got the same look on his face right now as I did last week. So, where's this building at? Uh, in the tech park. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, I spend a lot of time over there. Do you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Ru are you just ru rummaging through trash cans looking for things that are worthwhile? Okay. Um, so, the the company Westfield. <laughs> I feel like you're making soap. Like this is a Fight Club scene where he's like grabbing bags of human fat to make soap that, with. That was just a bad joke, but yeah. yeah no, I mean, yeah. I, I think it, it was quality. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fine. seven, it was eight. So uh, the company that constructed this building was uh, is uh, Westfield mm -hmm. Development LLC, owned by. Robinson uh, Robinson Construction and Groninger Construction or Development. Um, two prominent developers and construction companies here in Warsaw. Um, two of the Groningers, so, you know, owners of Groninger Construction, actually sit in county government here. Uh, one is a county council person and one is a county commissioner. Now this was a city discussion. So I don't think, you know, there's, I don't, I'm not going to connect the dots of any conspiracy or corruption there. They sit in county government and they're, they are on record. If there is uh, an issue in front of their prospective bodies, they abstain from voting. If they're involved in a business side with that particular project recently, the YMCA in our downtown area, they they recuse themselves from vote. that was the one where somebody voted twice. They liked it and then they didn't. Yeah. I'm with you fellas in the same vote. Um, <clears throat> now I talked to some city officials this week about this, and uh, they gave me some. Inf they, you know, there was a lot of massaging of data in the situation, in my opinion. Um, they let me know that that particular part of that of our town is under what's called a TIF district. You guys know about TIF districts, Jason? You're nodding your head. Why don't you 100% spin spit some so knowledge. so basically uh, what what happens is um, the the revenue that gets made with inside of that district. Uh, those taxes go to a, a very specific pocket and then that pocket then has to reinvest those tax dollars very specifically. So like the Zimmer building was built on, on a TIF district, which so the Zimmer TIF district, um, those tax dollars had to be then spent 
back into downtown. So, so like the, those tax dollars couldn't go out to county. They couldn't go like west of town. Like they had to immediately be dropped back into this area. So yeah, perfect. So like the anything taxed in that particular area has to go to the development of that area. Can it go into roads or anything else? You know, they can't give that away to nonprofits, whatever it is. They can't do that. So in a sense, the money collected, the money spent on rent in a building is collected from the taxes that are... So basically, those companies are paying... The rent's being paid by the taxes of those same companies, if that makes sense. So they're spending their own money on, these, on this development. Um, now, this, this situation is unique because sometimes you, know, you have, as part of a development plan these sorts of arrangements are made. Like, we'll build this, but we need to know these assurances. From what I understand from this particular project, there were no previous, none of those, none of, this was not agreed upon before the building was built. This is, building's been built, can't find anybody to fill it, so now we're going to come into this agreement with the city. Uh, so that, in that sense, it's unique. Now, city official I spoke to told me that $625 million has been generated from that tech park. And so, well, hold on. Let me make sure I got that number right because last week I threw out a the, number. Is the AutoCam and the Medardis facility? Tw you know what? I don't know where I got $625 million. Forget that. 20 $27 million. Twenty-seven million. What's all included in that tech park? Is it the AutoCam and the was it Cross Poly? Yeah, aluminum PVD mm -hmm. coating place. And those other shell buildings and everything in that tech park where Ivy Tech. So it is everything on that side of the road plus the other side of the road. Yeah. So twenty-seven million dollars invested in over the last four years. So they so this was spun or presented as a worthwhile investment. You know, we build these shell buildings and they will come. And so we can make these folks whole because they are helping us. This is an investment. This million dollars over the next two years is an investment in the community. Now that you have that sort of enlightenment in this situation, how do you guys feel? <clears throat> Did you, didn't you just say that all the tax dollars that they accumulate from that tech park have to stay in that area? Yes, sir. So it sounds like those tax dollars stay in that area. So investment in the community, what does that mean? It's investment in tax in the tech park. Yes, yeah, so the invest that's a that, that's a more accurate way to put it. Investing in that tech park to this point has ge generated, according to this city official, twenty seven million dollars. In so, tax revenue or twenty seven million dollars gross. Done. I, I guess my my question would be is what what is your question? Does that change our opinion? Is does what that change your asking? opinion? Last week we're all very much of this is City bailing out a business that made a bad business decision. They well, that, built a that building. That doesn't change. They built a building no that. Yeah, there so, was no preset agreement for that. There, there's uh, there's Robinson Construction and Groninger that um, will probably were on the hook yeah. to, co to cover the difference between the mortgage on that building and what they were going to get in rent from Mentor Media. Right. So this is covering their risky venture. And then the tax revenue sounds like it stays there. So it, I don't see how it helps everybody that's going to help that particular area. Did I hear you correctly no, when you were talking that, about the TIF stuff? That's 100% correct. Okay. 
So yeah, it's still a bailout and it'll yeah. be a compounding improvement for whoever owns that tech park and builds on that tech park. I don't think that 27 million is, is limited to tax revenue that's coming out of there. Um, no, that's just gross. Yeah, that's gross overall that's economic it's, impact it's, 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 it's that's economic. coming from yeah. that area yeah. overall to the community. So no, I, I, I still think that's a bailout. Yeah, it's still a bailout. No question. Unless I'm missing something. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I don't know the intricacies of this stuff. I, I think you'd have, to ask, you'd have to ask the secondary question. Okay, so, so define it as a bailout if, if that's how you define it. What's the alternative? Not bail it out? And then what's the impact there? So, so, so sure, you can define it as a bailout, but, but you, you guys are trying to state that a bailout is a bad decision. So I'm, I'm going to go back to like a federal decision that was made a hand, handful of years ago when we bailed out the banking industry and the auto industry. Now, did I agree with the bailout? No, I, I felt like if you failed as a business, you should fail as a business. On the other hand, whether you agree with the, uh, the current structure of our environment or not, letting the banks fail entirely was probably a more dangerous scenario and letting the auto industry fail entirely was probably a more dangerous scenario than us bailing them out. Now, do I agree with the bailout? No, but on the other side, you don't know what that impact was going to be. You, you don't, I, I mean, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So you're building this out as a too big to fail at a local level? I'm, I'm just saying potentially. Yeah, I mean, that feels a little straw man because I don't think that like a development company out on rent measures up to the same thing as like an economic collapse from the bank's banking system. Sure, but I'll, I'll paint um, a picture for you though. So, so all, all of a sudden we, you, if you, if you walk downtown and, and you have, and you have numerous vacant buildings, you, you are either trending north or you are trending south. Those are your only two options. You, you are never sitting still. So you're either trending up or you're trending down. Same, same in businesses. Yeah, like, yeah. like Stefan and I, we both own, you know, JC. Like you are either climbing or you're declining. Those are your only two worlds. And the problem is, is that if you start to decline and the world feels it or the environment feels it, that will snowball. So you sit here and go, well, maybe it wasn't a, a too big to fail scenario. But again, if we aren't protecting the climb, we're allowing the decline to happen. And if you allow the decline to happen, then all of a sudden you have fewer and fewer businesses coming in. You have more and more businesses leaving. Now, now it becomes a snowball. And if you don't stop that snowball and protect it in some capacity to make sure that when you make a move, you're making a move north versus allowing yourself to make a move south. It could be a localized collapse. I get the strategy. I think I think what you're saying is exactly right. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Not at all. So the, the, the argument would be when investors come into this area, they want to see if this area <coughs> is about to explode so they get their investment dollars back or if it's going to become a dead leaf. So 
maybe existing investors maybe want to just cut their losses and move out of town. So like you're saying, you're either moving to become a more attractive investment location or you're moving to become more of a dead leaf location. Right. And so I think the argument's right. Now, right. in this particular instance, I, I think we could argue the nuances of, I mean, of that strategy versus actually building the downtown. I think sure, yeah, sure. you could have taken that same investment sure. strategy and said, okay, let's do that same thing here in downtown because people will come to the downtown. I, I guess given the, the additional information, I, I'm not as much against it as I was. However, um, I will say as well, like we've had several projects like this where people go out, they do their thing, and then there's not uh, thought before the project goes forward. Sure. Like my, my thing about it, and I'll say it again on this show, is that when it comes right down to it, why couldn't they have, they had Mentor Media. Why not build a 30,000 square foot building and then be able to add on to it as more tenants come in. Obviously, it's going to cost a little bit more with multiple projects going on. But why go out and build a 100,000 square foot warehouse when you only have one tenant? Well, and is this a is this a local? I, this is going to sound really bad, but and so I'm going to preempt it by just stating I know how it sounds, and I just mean this more like a question. But is this the localized version of socializing losses and privatizing profits? Is this a thing where because they're not bailing out everybody? Sure. They're not making they're not making this option available to everybody who buys a building in the hopes that they're going to be able to get business, right? So are we looking at like a a political elite class here that has carte blanche to make whatever crazy decisions they want? They don't have to suffer the consequences. We'll, we'll add in the uh, the new. Um approve plats for the Madison Elementary stuff. Who, do you know who the developer is there? I think they're local too. Uh, so somehow at, at the end of the day, it comes out to uh, people aren't willing to spend $350,000 on a house to live you know, right here in town. And so they uh, get approval for replatting uh, for uh, multi, we'll just call it, they said, Two tier, which was kind of gray, but it is it's multifamily dwellings. So there's basically two houses stacked, and uh, that got approved by the uh, the council this last week. And uh, to me, it seems like well, they're uh, they're bailing uh, they're bailing people out again for making bad decisions before thinking about those decisions. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> I mean. For those people who look at this and they just view it as, well, it's government money, I don't. I look at it as, well, that I get taxed on this stuff, yeah. right? So it's actually coming out of my pocket. And I wouldn't be sh shown the same courtesy if I'm, when I set up my businesses, taking that risk. So it's it seems like, but I also don't believe that the bank should have been bailed out or the automotive industry. I don't believe in this too big to fail thing. It's just yeah. not not where my head is. And I feel like uh, bad decisions need to have consequences so they don't continue. Um, and we're seeing the consequences of, of the too big to fail policy now with the, the you know, trillions of dollars we are in debt. So yeah. I just don't believe in that stuff anyway. So maybe my perspective's different. I, I, I'm pretty sure my perspective's probably different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think it's tough. Um, I, I think... 
and and, and all, all three, you know, all of us sitting here in this room, you know, my, minus Chris, um, we, we all have, have created something from nothing, right? And, and, and to be, to be that kind of person, to be willing to take those risks, our, our, our economy needs people like us. Absolutely. Our, 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 our economy needs developers that, that are willing to go out and, and, you know, potentially put in millions of dollars for a, a tens of millions of dollars return. Um, and, and in some capacity, you, you know, you, you ask if it's like an elite group or, or whatever, if it's, you're, you're, you're basically shading it as a conversation of backdoor situations. In, in, in reality, every, every business, you, you have a network. You have a circle. Mm -hmm. you, you have you have friends. You, you have you have cohorts. You have connections that that create your circle to to allow you to have those discussions and conversations and 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 we we have to have people who are willing to develop and take that risk. And in some capacity, there needs to be some protections so that that risk can be taken again at a later date. Mm -hmm. not, not every decision that you've made as Hoplor has worked. Oh, absolutely. Not every decision that I've made as 110 has worked. We, we and, and JC, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what they are, but I can tell you just from being an owner, we throw more shit at the walls on a daily basis. Some cost us money. Some don't cost us money. Some cost us more. And you throw it up on the wall and you go, man, I hope that sticks. And then if it does, you go, cool, it's a business model. If it doesn't stick, you go, eh, okay, I lost 50 bucks. I lost 15, you know, but, but that's the risk of, of, of searching. And you're right. We don't have the, the major protection from the government on that, but I don't know if you can really fault the government from protecting those that are willing to throw heavy darts at the wall. Does that, does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. I like what you guys are doing with Rogue Warsaw, for example, because we all... I think the three of us can recognize there is a certain value in this boys club. A lot of times the boys club gets bashed, right? Because the boys club is basically the coordination of businesses to help that core community thrive, right? And it's great when you're a part of the boys club, mm -hmm. but when you're outside and you're trying to figure out how to generate that momentum and get plugged into the community, it can be frustrating because it tends to be exclusionary. Mm -hmm. What you're doing with Rogue Warsaw is you're building that community of businesses that work together and coordinate. It's the coordination thing that really helps each of those businesses thrive from a community standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal because each one of those members is taking big risks. Mm-hmm. It's, it could mm -hmm. use a little help. I think we could all just use a little help, whether it's getting the word out, whether it's just you know, getting a sense of community support, or whether it's understanding a vision or a brand for the area and being able to support it with however you craft your business. Right, so 110 is you know going to plug in, and Hoplor is going to plug in. Hopefully, Tippy River Adventures can figure mm -hmm. out a way to draw traffic to a location so everybody benefits from that traffic. It's hard to do that if you're excluded from the decisions that are being made in the community. Mm -hmm. And so I see what you're doing there, and I think it's great. I think it's the exact right thing. 
So, so, so then that, that begs the question because when you start looking at like governments and federal governments and local governments, whatever, there, there is that argument that there is a bit of that boys club and, and there, there's always an undertone that says that the boys club is bad or, or that club is bad. And, and, and my question and my statement would always be, if you want to be a part of the boys club, go join. Like, like, like if, if, you know, and, and that's what we've done with Rogue. Like we, we've said, we, we want to do something. And those of us that want to do something are here. And those of us that don't want to do something aren't. And if you want to do something, come. I think it's fantastic. Like it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's I think it's simple, absolutely fantastic. Know? And, and so, so I, I think there's a bit more of a fallacy of this idea that it is exclusionary. It takes effort to show up and be that person. But you're doing something very novel, whether I think you get it or not. Because normally the traditional way is the backdoor conversation way. It's the, you know, we're going to go have dinner and our, our little lunch table is going to talk about how we're planning on crafting or shaping or manicuring the area. And if you're not at that table, you're not invited to the table. And if you try to get a, be a part of the table, they're like, nah, we don't really want you to be a part of the table. You're doing the opposite. You're saying we want to build this community and we want to have something that has some ability to manicure it. If you want to be a part of it, come join the table. Right. I think it's so refreshing. I think that's I just I think Rogue Warsaw has the potential of being something really incredible that could be mimicked. Could be other towns could pick up on this, and and hopefully it is because I think it's a good thing. I, I know it's been refreshing for for me just as as an as an owner and operator, and and maybe you've experienced this as well. But like you, you and I have always known each other. Mm-hmm. We we've been in the business right almost about the same time. Almost, almost the same time. And so we, we've, it's not that I've not known Stefan. I've not known Stefan on this platform, on this level. I've not, over the last nine years, I've never had a weekly sit down with him for an hour to learn about his life and his struggle. Like, so, so to even just open that door has changed the way, not, not the way, has changed my verbiage when I'm talking to others. Like before somebody would be, if they asked me and they were like, hey, where's a good brewery? I'd be like, oh, you should check out Hoplor. But now it's, hey, I'm coming to downtown. They don't have to say a word about a brewery. They just have to say, I'm coming to downtown. And I go, you should go check out Hoplor. And, and, and it's, it's not categorically anymore. Yeah. It is, it's like, loca- does, that, does that make sense? 100%. Like before it, it was makes- like, who serves good beer? And I go, oh, they do. Now it's hey, I'm coming to downtown. What should I do? And you go, you should go check out Hoplor. And this is this, I think, is the subtle genius in that. And I, and I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just an organic happening. But what but what I hear you saying is, come to the downtown, and that it's kind of a meandering effect of going from one place to another place to another place, and that foot traffic uh, effect is so profoundly beneficial to everybody in the downtown. Right. Right. Yeah. And, sure. and and that and that that is the the ultimate goal is yep. to just make the downtown a, a more welcoming like an an understood space. I mean, because because there is a lot of stuff to do. We should have we should have people walking all over this town. I mean, I mean, truly, I agree. There should be people sitting on on uh, you know all of the the sidewalk furniture and picnic table. Like, there should be people all over this downtown. But but we just. We, we've, we've worked so independent for so long, it just hasn't made sense. And 
So I mean, it it is beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm sorry I wasn't here last week for the the rogue combo, but I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> it was, was a good I time. was a little sick. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. All right, guys. Well. I'm going to wrap us up today. So I want to thank you guys for participating. Obviously, Step Brothers is a phenomenal film. A lot of great topics discussed. Uh, check us out. We're on all the major uh, platforms. Uh, make sure to check out Hoplore. Stop into Hoplore. Uh, get a Reuben. Stop into 110 and get anything because it's all phenomenal. Get a birthday steak. Get a birthday <laughs> steak. Yeah. Uh, please uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. It's only because of listeners like you that we're able to do what we do. And so uh, share with your friends and family, and uh, let's let's grow this podcast network. I'm Jody. Stephen. He's Stefan. I'm Jason. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow. Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too, and that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw the, that, that vitality just in your face? I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing. Because, like, you know, it was it's it's tough work going down that river. You know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush, they gave us they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment but don't want to take two cars, bring your equipment out. They'll make it easy. Trips as short as two and a half hours, they have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river. Have a church group, sports team, or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together? Come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting. If you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family, that's fun and easy. An activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. Listen, I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC, JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the book now button on their website. That's tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com. Or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water.